There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. At Cincinnati's Q102. Um, very quickly, I didn't want to spend a ton of time on this, but. I just wanted to um, bring you up to date on The Bachelorette because I know you're Ugh. on the edge of your seat. I'm telling you, I'm glued to it. And Darn it anyway. You know, if you kind of <laughs> like, if you kind of want to know what's going on, but you don't really want to make the time commitment, we can give you a very quick Great. recap. So David had an accident on this week's episode. And we were being led to believe that, that there was a fight and somebody beat the living crap out of him and he was bleeding all over. And well, guess what? Very misleading. Not even close. Well, in his defense, Becca immediately kind of assumed that another contestant had beaten him up. You well, know, she didn't really go on a fact finding mission, but turns out he fell out of the top bunk while he was sleeping <laughs> And busted his face open. Pretty bad, I guess. We're going to see next week. Yeah, I mean, the idea of falling out of your your bed and injuring yourself is kind of funny, but it was serious. He had to go to the hospital in the middle of the night. Well, Well, it was so stupid, too, the way that they set it up. They took him out in an an ambulance, and, you know, when you... When you potentially have a back injury, yeah, or a head you know, in- when you or, have a head injury, you know they put you in the stabilization thing, so you're the neck brace. Yes, and that's how they took him out. And the yeah. guys and the other guys in there, I, I hope he makes it. Yeah. <laughs> like really? For Do sure. you really? And all this time, we still don't know what happened to him. All we see are bloody towels on the floor, <laughs> and you know, in the bathroom, and there's just blood everywhere. And oh my god, how'd this happen? And so we go through all of this. He goes off in the in the ambulance. Then we go to commercial break. And then we come back from commercial break. And even when they cut away to commercial break, you see Jordan sitting alone on the couch. And Jordan and David had been going back and forth. And David had said, karma's karma. So you're led to believe that David, who I couldn't see in a million years, hitting anybody. But whatevs. You were intentionally led down. Led the road. And then, yeah. And then you got Chris, what's his face, knocking on Becca's door. I have to tell you something. Yeah. It was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. I see David just slumped on the ground. There's blood everywhere. I woke up to Blake like screaming David's name. And then I just see David's not in his bed. And he's just like laying there on the ground. Yeah. Straight as a board. Blood everywhere. His face was so bloody. As they were putting him on the stretcher, I'm like, this dude just looked like he got attacked by a bear. Yeah. Hey. Hi. Sorry to barge in. No, that's okay. But uh, something you need to know. Okay. There was an incident 
at the house last night. One of your guys was rushed to the hospital. Immediately, she's like, they're fighting over me again. (laughs) Well, there's been so much ridiculousness, you know, the testosterone just out of control. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Was rushed to the hospital and he's in intensive care. Wait, what? Who is it? David is who got hurt. (gasps) Busted nose, busted face. Oh, Oh my God. Who did that? He fell out of bed (laughs) and landed on his face. He couldn't lead with that, though. He couldn't say. Um, But he's going to be okay. Of course not. No, you got a leader to believe that somebody (laughs) beat the crap out of him as opposed to just saying, listen, dude fell out of bed. And they uh, teased that for a week. Oh, God. Yeah. We're being manipulated on reality. I know. Right. (laughs) And then you see and then you see David supermodel versus versus chicken suit guy is what we've got going on here, basically. (laughs) So supermodel goes and nails a railing onto David's bed to keep him from falling out again. Oh, God. I know. Dumb. By the way, Mike, the Cincinnati guy, who, by the way, looked really good in his football outfit. Did he get a rose? We don't know. Nobody got a rose because because of the whole ambulance episode. They didn't have time. I'm upset that we have not learned anything at all whatsoever <laughs> about Mike. Is he just not putting himself out there? I, I haven't seen like, him once walk up to Becca and say, can I have a moment? Episode three or four? Can I have four? some time? And I feel like we don't even know anything about him other than the fact that he is in that house. He needs to hang in there because he's one of my five guys I have from my fantasy league. Well, and I will tell you this. Becca is as bad as Ari. She is making out with everybody. I don't I think our guy is the only one we haven't seen her on camera. And did you think yesterday, wow, she's really testing out the kissing tonight? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're I think not allowed time. to make out. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Now with multiple guys on the show. I'm just at the point where I'm tired of watching it. Uh, you know, I, I obviously you seem really tired. Of I'm tired of watching her make out with everybody. Can we have a little oh, conversation okay. here, please? You're just taking them for a test drive. I mean, that's kind of the and point of this the show, isn't it? Do I need to see it? Some of them were All better kissers than others. That's true. Do you think that you would be doing the exact same thing? I don't know what I would be doing, but I, you know, yes. I am going to get a little stopwatch next week and find out how much of my two hours is spent just watching her make out with dudes. She grabbed that one guy and brought him in. He wasn't even ready for it yet. She just Which like the, went. The Richard Marks guy that looks like Danny Wood. Yeah, Chris, I think his name is or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, feel I just like if I was I always wanted to be the bachelorette when I was single because what an amazing way to meet a man. Right. But <laughs> I would have totally made out with them. I'm team Colton all the to. way. Go Colton. I mean, wouldn't you as a woman love the opportunity if every woman was able to choose a man in that manner? 
where you had all these guys that were competing for your affections in the way that they're competing for her affection. And they all look the way that those guys look? Sure. Absolutely. And they're taking you all, like, I mean, there's rumors that they take them to the Maldives. One of our listeners saw them shooting down in the Bahamas. I mean, think oh, about they're all getting these amazing some sweet, vacations you get to sweet, go on sweet, yeah. with multiple men Opportunities. that are adoring you. And some of them seem to have a decent amount of depth to them, you know? They're not all... They're not all the supermodel guy. What's his name? <laughs> Jordan. Are you sure? Bless his little heart. I just don't think he has a very realistic grasp on anything. We tried to create a, a bachelorette situation for Jen with a 10-day challenge, but she wouldn't have It was a five-day challenge. That, well, it started out conceptually as a 10-day challenge until she reduced it. We had to negotiate. She didn't want to do it at all. We had to fight to make any of this happen. We settled on five and... And Jen's well, we defense, all know how that though, went. We weren't sending her to Aruba to fall in love. <laughs> she, she has a very good point. <laughs> we sent you to the, one of those lockup rooms up in Kenwood. Oh, yeah. Right. What, do you, what do you call those? The escape rooms? Escape rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Have at it. That's good true. luck. <laughs> Go in and think. Here's some problem solving. <laughs> right. Enjoy. Did you want a bowling date, too? <laughs> no, there was no bowling. There was no physical activity other than the escape room. That was the, the escape room. And I think she got stuck on a date with me because what happened? Did the you guy not her, show up? Or? I don't you know. Took her to meet someone. Right. You were, yeah. Yeah. You were my wingman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is what the goal yeah. was. I met a lot of nice people on that trip. I was stalking your dates from the bar. Yeah. Tim, my escort. <laughs> All right. Maybe another time. Maybe another time. Take another crack at that. <laughs> Hey, uh, the experts always say that we're supposed to have a hobby, you know, so that we don't get too stressed out by life. Mm -hmm. But how many of us actually have a hobby? A new survey found about 75% of us do have at least one hobby we take part in regularly. 25% couldn't think of any hobbies they pursue. Yeah, do video games count? I don't know. Touch and go. Uh, the study also looked at hobbies that used to be popular. Here are the top 10 hobbies that have died out. Being interested in trains or building model train sets. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I had the HO trains. We would put them around the Christmas tree. I mm-hmm. love when the trains, um, they used to be downtown, but now I believe they're at the museum center at yeah. Christmas. And they come in and they set up that whole beautiful display. I love trains. I don't have the time or patience to actually buy them and work on them and play with them and all that stuff. But if I, like I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee once, and they have a huge train display downtown in one of their you know historical buildings that you can go and you can take a tour and you can watch this super elaborate train system that's mm-hmm. really interesting. I know they have one in Pennsylvania that I've heard of that I think is on the verge of closing because they just can't get people to go visit it. That is kind of sad. Let's see. Quilting and embroidery. We're seeing that go away. Fewer and fewer people doing that. Astrology, where you're truly into the Zodiac and actually pay attention to it. Scrapbooking has gone by the wayside. If anything, people use apps and do it virtually now. We were cleaning out the basement over the weekend, and I found my scrapbooking bag and all of the box of crap I need to put in it. So should we have a party? You guys want to come over? I don't don't have any stickers. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, you don't want to come over and do that? Nope. (laughs) Home brewing. 
This one's a little surprising because there was a pretty big home brewing boom a while back, but there were so many craft beers now. Who has the time? All the all the people that were home brewing started breweries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially locally. People used to do it in their garage, and now they're selling it in actual places. Yeah, they're not doing it at home anymore. Mm-mm. Squash and racquetball. I used to love racquetball. What's squash? It's kind of like racquetball, except with no rackets. Oh, like handball? I think so. No, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. This is why nobody's playing it. Because yeah, they don't, don't even know what the hell it really is. is. I have a squash meet. I have a squash game in the morning. I don't know. Fixing up an old car. Astronomy, meaning you own a telescope, actually use it on a regular basis. Mm. Woodworking and toy collecting. The whole Beanie Babies fad was 20 years ago. Mm. Not often you hear people doing any of that stuff. Yeah, hobbies. A lot of hobbies. My dad's Old a woodworker. He uh, carves ducks. Oh, that's nice. My hmm? grandpa, my dad's dad, was a woodworker by trade. I mean, dropped out of school, I think, in the eighth grade, and that just kind of became his trade. And when he passed away, he had all of these woodworking tools and stuff like that, which he, uh, my dad took them all. And my grandpa built us a dollhouse when we were little. And my dad has now taken it upon himself to use all these woodworking tools and revamp this dollhouse for Penelope. Oh, oh that's, nice. that's super cool. It's cool. really cool. Like he, you know, there's like paint stir sticks. Mm-hmm. He's cutting those and making like shingles on the roof. And oh, he bought fun. the contact paper that looks like hardwood and you put it down on the inside and he's painting like little bricks on it and stuff. It's kind Cute. of a cool thing. I mean... Obviously, we're not going to be able to do that kind of thing, but I appreciate that he is. Mm-hmm. So what's your old school hobby? Because, Jen, you used to like to go to Hobby Lobby all the time. <laughs> I loved Hobby Lobby, but it wasn't so much to do arts and crafts of any kind. It was just to buy decorate decor. I, think I love their decor. Is, um, I used to do the Precious Moments collection. God, I used to collect. I, I mean, they're all still they're just in a box in the basement, but there are hundreds of them. I, I used to macrame when I was a kid. And did you ever do latch hook rugs? Yeah. My sisters did. Oh, God. My I loved did those. Too. But there were That's years. Funny. There were years that everybody in my family, like one year, they all got a macrame owl. The next year, they got very cool plant hangers. My mother thought that, oh, they'd much rather get a handmade gift than anything we could buy. It's funny. I think you, my sister, and Fritch's sister are all the same age, and they all have that latch hook thing in common. I think that was big at a certain period there for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. It looked kind of like a rug. Yeah. And you pulled the thing well, That's through. what they were. They were rugs, and you were oh. supposed to use them as rugs. <laughs> I thought it was art. Mm. Hey, Monica. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Good. What's your old school hobby? Um, knitting. I, I learned to knit when I was in fourth grade, and uh, I keep, I knit now. Knitting is really popular now. Um, but the reason I called is you were talking about the model train. Oh, yeah. And there is a really cool thing that my husband's working on in at Church in Glendale. They have the whole upper floor of the church right down by, from Grand Finale Restaurant. And they're building a layout where people who have model trains can come and run them. You know, a lot of people don't have room or don't want to put up a big layout at their own house. But the whole idea is that they have this layout there, and you come and bring your trains and run them. It doesn't cost anything. It's totally free. So I just kind of want to put that out there so that if people are interested, they know that they can contact, um, you know, the, the church down there and make arrangements and come and just 
bring their kids, bring their grandkids, and run trains. That's pretty cool. Nice. That is cool. And that's Very not cool. that far from the uh, you know the old railroad crossing there, the old Glendale mm-hmm. you know train depot or whatever right. it used to be. It's more, it's, I guess, it's just freight now that runs that track. Yeah, yeah. They don't have passenger trains running on that, do they? So. Yeah, but they um, but they put in scenery and they you know run both S gauge, which is American Flyer, and Lionel, uh, which is O gauge. And uh, so anybody who's interested, you know, um, I, I think it's the Episcopal Church down there. Just call them, Christ Episcopal Church, make arrangements. And they do some days when they have just open, you know, come in and run your train. Okay. So Great. Uh, next time that happens, I'll let you guys know. Maybe you can put it up on their website. Thanks, Monica. Thanks. Bye. Take it Appreciate easy. it. Hey, Sarah. Hello. Hey, Sarah, what is your old school hobby? Um, it is canning. You so, can things. What do you can? Last year, I did peaches from the peach truck with oh. bourbon and vanilla. Oh, that sounds and good. Sometimes I do cherries, things like that. So it's very, I'm very new to it. But I've got the big old canning pots. I've got little tools for it and that kind of fun stuff. So how much time do you spend canning? Oh, it takes a good day because you got to prep the fruits and really, especially if you're doing, you know, like a big old peach truck haul. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's kind of like my zen. I send the kids out somewhere with my husband and I just put on Q102 and can away. So it's it's meditative. Zen. That's great. It is. Yeah, it is. And then you can enjoy it when it's done. Cool. Do you eat it? I mean, is that something like yeah, I remember well, my grandma canned it. I feel like when she passed, we had jars of stuff in our all in our house yeah how long does that stuff last yeah. and how soon can you eat it uh you can eat it right away but see mine i always add alcohol so they go pretty fast oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't really know the non-alcohol stuff yet maybe i'll do something like that soon but we'll see pretty mm. cool sarah thank you thank you i'll talk to you later yeah like those pieces sound good <laughs> like a, a bourbon peach cobbler mm, mm, there you go Hey, Katrina, how are you? I'm doing fine. How about you? What's your old school hobby? I collect coins, both domestic and foreign. Nice. Domestic and foreign. How many coins do you think you have in your collection? Oh, gosh, a couple hundred at least. Yeah? And where's the best place to find a good coin these days? (laughs) Um, Well, domestic, you just... Sometimes I go to the banks to get rolls of stuff and look for old coins that Mm, way. There you go. Uh, Four... Yeah, and foreign ones, um, I have friends that go cross seas, and so I ask them to get me coins. Nice. I've got so many foreign coins laying around that I pick up, you know, from trips to Italy or whatever that are, you know, probably not that old or valuable or anything, but... Kind of cool. But I always mean to take them with me the next time I go to your... And I always forget. (laughs) And when I'm exchanging, I'm like, damn it, I forgot I had all that money Mm -hmm. in my desk at home. You know, not a lot. Just a few euro, maybe, but still. Mm-hmm. So you do it the old-fashioned way. When you like, you go to a bank and you actually will purchase coins and look at, say, these individual nickels, trying to maybe find one from the from the early 1900s or something. I mean, is it? No, uh, I can't find early 1900s and and rolls like that. But I could find um, 40s, 50s in there. That's still mm-hmm. pretty old. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I have a collection of all of 50 state quarters. How much is that worth besides twelve dollars and fifty cents? Honestly, I don't know. I don't collect them for the monetary value. Okay. I collect them because they're different. They're, um, they're the states. They're, they're unusual. They're, they're pretty. 
it's just a, just a have a coin that's it came from this place, right? So, or it's this, or it's this old, but not for it. It what's its resale value? I don't gotcha. Right, know that. but will you purchase an old coin that you find online? In other words, will you, will you seek it out and order it and online. buy it? No, I haven't purchased any online, but I have gone to um, shows over like Eastgate. Gotcha. Where they've had people with um, their selling coins. Yeah, I, well, I always and wondered I, how that I worked. Them there. Yeah, you hear about coin collectors. Like, how do they get the coins? I look at the coins in my pocket. They don't look special to me, but they, they, maybe I'm missing a something. A lot of them will also go to estate sales. I've done that before. Huh. Um, gone to estate sales to find coins. Yeah, my mother went so through I a period where... Too. Are you going to get the Trump uh, Korea Summit commemorative coin oh that's a tough one to get <laughs> <laughs> thanks katrina yeah my mother went through a phase where i don't know she had it in her head that uh there was a certain edition of nickels that were valuable if it had like a certain letter on it and so we could never spend any nickels that we had without looking very closely at them and making sure it it didn't have an S or a D or something on it's it. real silver. Did, yeah, I didn't understand what he was talking about, but I just knew not to let the... Don't let that nickel go without Mom looking at it first. Hey, Jenny. Hello. So, so I have two old school hobbies. Two old school hobbies. Yes. One is I sew. Um, and I actually just made my daughter's wedding dress. You uh, sew. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Do you have yeah. formal training, or is it just a hobby that you picked up and got better at as time went on? My mom taught me when I was four. And then I was, like, in 4-H, and we did it there and all that wonderful stuff. Man. Over the years, I got better. So, so you have to, like, draft a pattern and do the whole thing? Well, her wedding dress, I didn't. I kind of used, like, two or three different patterns and combined them and then created my own. Hmm. Her dress was very unique and made for just her. Wow. That's so. pretty incredible. Do you... Um, do you make a living doing that at all? Like, do you ever do that for money? No. No. I just do it for fun. Cool. No. I could have, though. I think her dress probably would have cost, like, about $5,000 in the store. Holy oh mackerel. My God. I spent about, about 400 So oh That meant a lot of beading and a lot of, what, what all did you sew onto it? Well, the back was completely open, but it was shaped like a heart. Okay. So, like, and then, um, like, a lot of very fancy lace, and I had to put trim around the bottom. I would love to see a picture. I would love to see. Send us a picture. And what a great memory for her to have right. forever. Like, my mom made Thank my you. dress. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I'll send you a picture, but I don't know where to send a picture to. Oh, just send it to Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Or you yep. can uh, get on our Facebook page and send it in Messenger that way. Good. Okay, I'll do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. Hey, Madison. Hi. So what is your, what is the old school hobby? So a few years back, I bought a house and I loved interior design and decorating, but I couldn't afford to really do it the way I wanted to do it. And I didn't want to live off Ikea. So I got into refinishing old furniture and I've been doing it for the past number of years. And I really love, it's so methodical to get in my workshop and just strip down an old piece of furniture and restain it and seal it or perhaps paint it. And I've Mm -hmm. been, that's how I've literally put my whole house together is off of Craigslist and various sites that I find furniture on. And I have been enjoying it and really get great compliments off of it. So it's just really my favorite thing to do in the world. Wow. Uh, That's that's really cool. Well done. 
<laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. You know those I don't repetitive have any old things. school habits. Yeah, mm. I don't think hobbies. Do hobbies. Habits, hobbies. Not anymore. When I was a kid, I would do basket weaving, make baskets. Yeah. Cool. You kind of do the canning thing too. You made pickles for me for Christmas. I did. Yeah. So I don't that's know if, similar. If you is food a hobby? <laughs> is sitting around and eating food with your friends a hobby? Sure. Yeah, that's my hobby. Why not? Orange marmalade is a hobby. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother was a big knitter, and you know she would make these elaborate things, like not just afghans and sweaters and wraps and things like that, mm-hmm. but she would also make dolls, like complete dolls, out of. Yarn. That's cool. My grandma yeah. used to make clothes for my sister and I. She used to uh, make our Easter dresses every year by hand. She did the same thing with beading. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she would make these ornaments and stuff. And I know. It just sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, but, you know, she was also, she had a stroke when she was 72 years old, and she lived another 21 years, and, you know, she her mobility was limited, so that's how she... You know, passed a lot of the time. But she mm-hmm. made, some, made some beautiful things. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.